Today we're going viral. Better take some penicillin. <laughs> I'm Duff. I'm Amy. And this is Fantabulous. Now I gotta cut loose, put loose, kicked off the Sunday shoes. Welcome to Fantabulous, a show where we review trends, fads, and crazes and give our verdicts. How are you, Amy? I'm doing really good. This show is going to be crazy. I have been wanting to do this show since we had the idea for it. What are we doing today, Aim? We are going to be talking about viral challenges, which to me really highlights how stupid some people can be. <laughs> uh, don't get me wrong. Not all viral challenges have been stupid. There is a whole section that we'll be doing later in the show that talks about challenges for a cause. Those I have total respect for, but I agree with you. Most are just a proof of our stupidity. Yep, it sure is. So um, we're going to start off, though, with some classic challenges, which really bring back some exciting memories for me. Some of these I have really funny memories of. Yeah, myself, too. So I guess we should start with the oldest first. And uh, we're not going to be dating these and doing a chronological view of all of them because a lot of them are fairly new based on the age of the Internet. But we did want to start off with some classics. This one is going to be a ton of fun. You know, I'm afraid I'd suffer by comparison. Amy, 1994. What became a thing then? The Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, which to me bring back a lot of fond memories of trying to make those connections to Kevin Bacon. Um, I love Kevin Bacon. I love I him also, too. I, I, and I also love bacon in general, but <laughs> that's besides the point. Bacon makes me happy. <laughs> so does Kevin Bacon and his amazing wife. Oh, Kira Sedgwick, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. All right, so... The six degrees of separation concept is when two people on Earth have six or fewer acquaintances apart from Kevin Bacon. Now, Bacon actually admitted that he initially disliked the game because he believed it was ridiculing him. Poor Kevin. <laughs> but, but he eventually came to enjoy it. And I've seen him on talk shows like um, Letterman, when Letterman was on, etc., talking about it. And he does kind of giggle about it. But... Three inventors released a book, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, with an introduction written by Bacon, finally. Um, that's how much he embraced it. And then a board game based on the concept was released. So I have to ask you, have you ever done your Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon? I have not. Now, for those who don't know what we're talking about, Kevin Bacon is an American sweetheart. He is a great, great actor. And... There's always a, a bit of adventure involved when trying to see how much or how little separation there is between actors. Like, for example, uh, Sir Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen was in X-Men Days of Future Past with Michael Fassbender and James McAvoy. McAvoy and Fassbender were in X-Men First Class with Kevin Bacon. So, therefore, McAvoy and Fassbender have Bacon's number one. And uh, McKellen has bacon number two. So <laughs> that's kind of how the game works. Now, I mean, there's tons of them out there. Kevin Bacon has been in so many movies that there is indeed so much opportunity to get your bacon number in. Can I get your bacon on? <laughs> I want to get my bacon on. 
So I'm going to give you your, your six degrees of Kevin Bacon, and I believe yours is probably one or two. Okay. Shoot. The, the internet makes it the world a, a very small place. Um, I personally have one degree of separation. How the heck does Kevin that Bacon work? I. Um, Car- Carol Lafer, who is a writer, and she wrote for Seinfeld, and she does stand-up and... And all that. So that gives you two degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon. Okay. Uh, and that's about as close as I'm going to get because I am not famous like you. <laughs> I'm not famous either. <laughs> well, you're one degree away, so you're more famous in Bacon numbers than I am. <laughs> bacon numbers. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they're called. They are ba- they have a Bacon number of like N plus one or, or two or like, so you're Bacon plus one. I'm Bacon uh. plus two. Kevin Bacon, we love you. We do love Kevin Bacon. Kevin, if you'd like to uh, be a guest on a future episode of Fabulous, email us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you think this categorizes stuff? Oh, well, it is Bacon, and I love Bacon. I love Kevin Bacon. Uh, Got to get footloose, as the song goes. Uh, I am going to say this is a trend that is fabulous because, well, it's awesome. I agree with you. All right. Fishy, fishy, fishy. Three fish, four fish, five fish. Next on the list is the goldfish challenge. My this, favorite. How is this your favorite? It you just said joking. you you just said you have Kevin Bacon frenzy. Essentially, <laughs> I love all these challenges. I, so yeah, I think much. they're pretty nifty. Uh, yeah. the, gold, the goldfish challenge originated in 1939 when Lothrop Withington Jr., a Harvard freshman with uh, presidential aspirations, was encouraged by his campaign managers to basically swallow a goldfish as a publicity stunt. Now, reporters and photographers were inadvertently present when the uh, Harvard freshman uh, did the swallowing. And, uh, well, it just kind of grew from there. I heard he he chased it with some mashed potatoes. Well, why why not, right? <laughs> a mashed potato chaser. There's not really much to say about this one. I had never heard it before today. I mean, I've seen people swallow goldfish, but that's more like a, a college watch me, I'm stupid kind of thing. It's a challenge, though. It's yeah. a challenge. I've been at parties as a teenager in high school, and, you know, everybody gets to having a few beers and... Not that I drank while I was in high school. I'm nah. not admitting that right here, mom or dad. But, um, <laughs> you know, at, at a party and somebody would be drinking beers, not me. And somebody would have a goldfish in a bowl sitting on a counter somewhere. And somebody would get the bright idea that it would be fun to swallow the goldfish. And it was always my um, a boyfriend I had's brother who was always doing it. He was the one who was always swallowing the goldfish at all the parties. Now, have you, Amy, ever swallowed a goldfish? I have not. Well, that makes two of us that have chosen not to show just how idiotic it is. Because neither of us have, I'm going to say not fad-tabulous. And I really don't even feel comfortable calling this a fad, but I guess back in 1939, they had nothing better to do other than swallowing goldfish and tipping cows. But (laughs) that's just my screwed-up opinion. Amy, what say you? I'm going to call it a craze because since then it's only popped up at parties every once in a while, like party favors. It does make sense that it 
did come on hard and fizzle out fast. And that is really the, the definition of a craze. So I will retract my fad and I'll, I'll give it the craze too. But is it fantabulous? No. We agree. <laughs> kind of scary. We're agreeing a lot lately. Well, we're only two in. Yeah, that's true. I triple dog dare you! On to the next one, Duff. Uh, this comes from one of my favorite movies, actually, and I'm sure people were doing it way before this movie, but it's the tongue on the frozen metal pole. Oh, sure. Uh, from the Christmas story, right? Absolutely. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. <laughs> I love that movie. I love it when he's like, oh, fudge. <laughs> but it wasn't fudge that I said. Yeah, I mean, I just, it was such a cute and innocent movie. And sure as anything, uh, spoilers ahead. So if you haven't seen the movie, uh, you might want to fast forward about 30 seconds. Uh, <laughs> he did actually end up shooting his eye anyway with a, a, a BB gun. But that's not what we're talking about. We are talking about. It was a about, Red Rider BB gun. It was indeed. You've got a good memory on you. I love that movie. Do you remember the lamp with the leg and the. I own three different variants of it. Get out. I own the nightlight version, I own the desk lamp version, and I own the floor lamp version. You need to post a picture of that on the website for people to see. <laughs> it used to be one of my set pieces. <laughs> nice. Because I do a live show. I do Prime uh, on, on Rogue Intel live mm -hmm. every Friday. So uh, it's nice to have some memorabilia and some stuff like that, mm -hmm. like my C-3PO mug. And, uh, you know, some other nifty things. But, no, for the longest time, it was in my, uh, in my set. Now it's actually uh, at my office. It's, it's at work. That's great. Yeah. That's great. So people will probably remember the scene where Ralphie and his friends triple dog dared their buddy Flick to stick his tongue to the flagpole. And after that, I think kids everywhere were running outside in the midst of winter trying to stick their tongues to flagpoles. I know I did. I never did it to a flagpole. I did it to very, very cold metal, and it did stick, but the mm -hmm. surface material wasn't large enough for it to actually do any damage or permanent stickage. Uh, all you need to do is um, pretty much just pour some cool water on it, and it'll just come right off. Yep, absolutely. So why doesn't your tongue stick to ice cream or other frozen foods, which, you know, you would think cold is cold, right? Uh, yeah, it's the thermal conductivity. Exactly. So metals conduct heat really, really well. So the heat from your tongue goes to the pole, and the the moisture then freezes. Uh, pretty and, much, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's what that is. Now, I've done it before. You say you, you have tried it in different various ways, and I'm sure that most of our listeners have as well. So any of you guys out there have a funny story about trying to stick your tongue to a pole? <laughs> Please email us. What's yeah. our email address, uh, Fadtabulous at rogintel.com. That's F-A-D-T-A-B-U-L-O-U-S. We will read them on the air because that would be hilarious. That we will. As a matter of fact, we had some user feedback about our show that we got last week, and we are going to uh, read that on the show towards the end. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about category. This is something that we saw in 83. This is something that, like you had said, has been done prior to 83, which is why it was part of the movie, because it was more of like a legend back then, and they wanted to see if it was true. Well, we know it's true. 
Let's talk about what it is. I'm going to go with a, a trend, a full-blown trend on this one, because it has been around for so long. I'm going to agree with you on this one, Duff. There's something a little mysterious about the fact that we have agreed on darn near everything. I don't think Amy showed up tonight. Where did she go? <laughs> <laughs> I also want to remind the listeners that I am going to be stumping the Duff with trivia question. I don't know about that. You might have a bit of a hard time because I'm what you would call a trivia buff. We'll see about that. All right. So we agree on the fact that it is a trend. We agree on the fact that you have trivia later on. We don't agree on whether or not I will be stumped. But can we agree that it is fantabulous? No, I don't think it's fantabulous. You said you love that movie. I love the movie. I didn't love the fat of sticking my tongue on a pole. It hurt. Trend. <laughs> but it is a trend, yes. <laughs> All right, well, we don't agree on everything here at Fantabulous. I think it's Fantabulous. Amy disagrees. I do disagree. Amy. Duff. We were talking about bacon earlier. Does that make you hungry? <sighs> it does. Well, maybe we should talk about some food-based challenges to suit our fancy. The most ridiculous and stupid challenges of them all. <laughs> I agree with almost all of those. <laughs> <laughs> What's up first? Well, the first one is probably the most dangerous, in my opinion, um, and that is the cinnamon challenge. Ah, tree bark, uh, yum. Uh, I know, right? So the objective of this challenge is to, is to film oneself eating a spoonful of ground cinnamon in under 60 seconds without drinking anything, then upload the video to the internet. There's a lot of problems with that. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of problems with that. Um, the first one being that your mouth can't create saliva after that to swallow it. So you actually start choking, and then you inhale the powder, which is actually tree bark, and you can become asphyxiated. And people have actually died doing this challenge. <laughs> and good. <laughs> and you laugh. You laugh. Listen to you. <laughs> I am laughing, because if someone's going to be idiotic enough to take a spoonful of cinnamon which is basically not good for you in that mm -hmm. amount i i mean if you're going to take spoonful of cinnamon at least mix it in with some water give some moisture because it's an extremely dry agent so kids will try to do this stuff themselves because they see a popular adult doing it on the internet no and th there were kids that died doing this oh. cinnamon is actually ground tree bark so not only are you inhaling a tissue fixative but you're also inhaling powdered bark exactly and just a little science lesson here there's a difference in different types of powders if you look at you know sugar uh powdered sugar there's moisture content to that if you look at flour there's moisture content to that. But if you look at tree bark, it's on the outside of the tree. It essentially has very little moisture to start off with. So when you powder it up, it's going to be extremely dry. It's not like powdered milk or powdered sugar or just flour. You're mm -hmm. not going to be able to create that saliva to compensate for it. It's stupid to think that you can do this. I mean, it's a known fact. You can swallow cinnamon. Stop trying. Yeah. It's idiotic. You're making a fool out of yourself. And if you die, well, that's going to be your silliness. Now, is it? 
It is. Um, cinnamon is actually a cellulose matrix of tree bark, and the body can't metabolize cellulose at all. So when you inhale it, the lungs have nothing to do with it. You just asphyxiate. Uh, it's such a sad way to go, too. Yep. Um, anything else to say about the cinnamon challenge? Just because you saw it on YouTube doesn't mean you have to do it. Thank you very much. For this, I am... I'm... I... I I don't I don't want to vote on this at all. It's definitely not fatabulous, and I surely don't encourage anyone to do it. It's stupid. It's stupid tabulous. <laughs> we agree on that. That's a spicy meat the ball. Alright, the next one I actually do enjoy quite a little bit. This is the hot pepper challenge, aka the ghost pepper or chili challenge. Um it's it's an easy challenge. It's it's where one consumes an entire pepper, uh, seeds, stem, the whole thing, and films their reaction. One of the most recent challenges I saw was Rhett and Link from Good Mythical Morning. They did the Carolina Reaper, which is the hottest pepper in the world. And it was hilarious to watch them. It's not going to hurt you. It's going to make your bowels feel feel like they're on fire. It's going to make your entire day miserable. But chilies are actually very, very healthy for you. And so it's not really going to hurt you other than the owie. That hurts my butt. Uh, I, I, I've actually done it before, not with ghost peppers, not with Ch Carolina Reapers, but some, you know, some, some lesser chilies because I don't like stupid hot. There's hot, there's really hot, and then there's stupid hot. Yeah. If you're sweating, it's too hot. It definitely. So there's a waxy substance in the chili peppers that when you eat the chili pepper, that waxy substance gets coated on your tongue and your mouth and your teeth. So there's no amount of water that's going to help you if you're trying to, like, you know, swallow gallons of water from your mouth on fire but i think they say milk will help milk and bread uh yeah there's something about dairy that does cure that burn there's a fat loving compound that binds with the spicy capsaicin oil and washes it away yummy now here's yeah. a fun fact kids who want to try this and i do encourage this because well it's just hilarious to watch and it's tasty it burns like the devil but it is very tasty um the worst thing you can drink to try to quench the burn is something carbonated like beer or soda. Really? Yes. So uh, if you want to do this with a friend, give them a Mountain Dew. <laughs> I wouldn't encourage kids to do this one because ghost peppers can be a little bit much maybe if the kid has asthma well yeah right? no if they've got any health uh issues then no definitely not and just yeah. ignore the fact that i encourage this but for all of you healthy citizens of the world try it it's fun Duff's twisted sense of humor wants to see you do it send in your videos <laughs> <laughs> yep that's right fantabulous at rugantil.com but no i have <laughs> never actually filmed myself doing it but i've done i've done the challenge with my kid and we enjoyed the hell out of it but we both cried it was just Oh, it was so hot. But yeah, it's such a good thing. <laughs> and because of this, I am for sure going to give this a fantabulous rating. And it's been around since, well, Hot Peppers. So I'm definitely going to say a trend. Um, I personally love spicy food. So I'm going to give it a fantabulous as well. And I'm also going to call it a trend. Well, hot damn. <laughs> All right, guys, we are going to go to a break. And when we get back, we're going to be talking about puffy lips 
and beards. All that and more right here on Fat Tabulous. Hey guys, it's TJ. I know you're enjoying the wonderful content the Rogue Intel Podcast Network provides you. We really couldn't do this without the support of you, our wonderful listeners. One of the best ways you can say thank you also happens to be one of the easiest ways. Just go to rogueintel.com slash Amazon and do your Amazon shopping as you normally would. It won't cost you anything and you'll be supporting your favorite podcast network. That's R-O-G-U-E-I-N-T-E-L dot com slash Amazon. So welcome back, Duff. What are we going to be talking about next? Welcome back, Amy. This time around, we are going to be talking about bizarre challenges, the weird and wonderful. Uh, usually, this is the stuff you find in the dark channels of YouTube. Donnie! We're going to start off with somewhat of an urban legend, but it's, it goes a little further. Uh, it's Charlie Charlie, kind of like the poor man's Ouija board. Yes, and my my daughter actually played it a couple of times, and uh, she freaked herself out. But uh, Charlie <laughs> Charlie is a game slash urban legend that became really popular in the social media world after kicking around on the Spanish language internet for much of eternity, which I had no idea. Now, my kid played this, and she freaked herself out a couple of times. As of this episode, hashtag Charlie Charlie Challenge has been tweeted more than 1.6 million times. Mm. More people are Googling Charlie Charlie than virtually any other news event, which is crazy. That just, again, goes to show you how silly we are as, as a culture. Uh, yeah. What is Charlie Charlie Charlie? What, what is it? It's a game. You, you basically have a, a piece of paper and you draw... Um, four squares and i think two say yes and two say no and take a pencil and you spin it and you ask charlie questions that's it all right so it is really the poor man's ouija board i was just going out on a guess um i i don't get it i, I maybe it's just because i'm an old man i guess i i just don't get the craze but then again i did get jumanji and and the the ouija board and all of those supernatural things that we loved as kids so I guess it just has to do with the fact that I'm an old fart. Kids like to be scared. It's something that they like to do. It gives them a thrill, a rush of adrenaline. Sure. Well, it does that to all, except when you're older and have heart problems, which mm -hmm. luckily I do not have as of yet. I'll tell you what doesn't give me adrenaline is the next thing we're going to talk about. So let's rate this one so we can get on to the next one, which I think is hilarious. Oh, yes. My sentiments. Exactly. I am not going to give this... Uh, a fed tabulous simply because it's not something that's ever come across my radar, but I am going to give it a craze. I am going to call it not fed tabulous as well, but I'm going to give it a trend because it's been kicking around in the uh, the world of Spanish speaking people for much of eternity. Uh, so it's it's a definitely a trend. All right. Well, let's get on to the good stuff. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. This is one of those things where you don't have to have seen people do it on the video. You just watch them walking down the street and you point and laugh. This one is the Kylie Jenner lip challenge. Now, one might ask yourself, who is Kylie Jenner? I know that I don't keep up with that kind of nonsense, but I do know that Kylie Jenner is one of the Jenner kids. If you're listening to this episode and you're in the 21st century, you know who Kylie Jenner is. So, Duff, you're probably the wrong person to be talking about Kylie Jenner in this segment because I know all about Kylie Jenner. Oh, boy. She has made 
such a name for herself, but I think by far she's probably going to be one of the most successful Jenners of them all. She's got a huge makeup line, clothes line. She's clothes line. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she's a successful model and she's the one person uh, out of the uh, out of the whole Jenner family who I think has the best business sense, except for the mother, maybe. Okay. Okay, it reminds me, she reminds me of the youngest daughter on Last Man Standing, the uh, Tim Allen sitcom. Not Home Improvement, but his new one, his current one. I haven't seen that one yet. It is fantastic. It's fantabulous. It is, well, it's fantabulous. (laughs) It's not so much a fad. All right, see, the thing about Kylie Jenner, she's got big fat lips on her face. I just, like, I'm guessing Botox, but I don't know, because... That's not my no, thing. No, it's not. It's not. It's you natural? obviously have never you've never seen the Kylie Jenner lip lip kit. Well, no, I've seen the lip kit, but you can't tell me she really does that to her own lips. I think it's some kind of plastic surgery or or treatment or maybe it's natural. Who knows? Probably Botox or something. Yeah. So what is the lip challenge? The lip challenge is something my daughter tried uh that was pretty hilarious, but oh, no. you yeah, you find your closest shot glass, you insert your lips, and you suck, basically. So your lips get stuck in that shot glass, and you suck all the air out, and you leave it there for up to 10 minutes. Okay, now see, I had originally intended to do this live on the show for our listening audience, but then you told me how long the effects last. It's pretty bad. People have cut their lips and needed stitches because they suck too hard and all the air comes out and the shot glass actually breaks. Well, see, my shot glasses are of high quality. Yeah, but then you walk around bruising around your lips and it looks like you stuck your face on the end of a chimney. (laughs) And this is why I point and stare. Exactly. And this is the stuff that proves stupidity on the internet. Yes. And because of this, I will give this a fad tabulous because unlike the other weird ones at like the cinnamon challenge where people can die this one just makes you look like an idiot (laughs) so i will give this a fad tabulous and it is a craze right now i am going to give it a fad tabulous as well because i think it's hilarious and has provided much of the internet with a lot of amusement i don't think it's a fad tabulous thing to do but it's definitely a fad tabulous thing to watch exactly i think it's a craze so we agree yes we do again Shocker. Hold on. Let me sit down. (laughs) Well, we've talked about the worst challenges. Let's talk about the best ones. Here's my beard. Ain't it weird? Don't be scared. Just a beard. These are challenges to promote a cause, usually a benefit of some sort. Uh, For example, we'll start off with No Shave November. This is when guys across the country drop their razors for an entire month until December 1st. Now, some men view it as a competition to see whose grows the fastest, and others truly do it to support the cause. No Shave November started after a father in Chicago passed away from colon cancer. His eight sons and daughters started this campaign in 2009 in honor of their father. Now, my question is, what were the daughters not shaving in the month of November? (laughs) Like, were they going around, like, French style? I have no idea. I don't Uh, think I want to know. I don't want to know either. But I do definitely participate in this to bring colon cancer into the light and, uh, you know, to try and find a cure. 
I have a, a teenage son who has a good, healthy facial hair beard going on. A facial and, hair beard. <laughs> and he actually does not shave for the whole entire month of November. And I asked him once because he was starting to look like a Duck Dynasty character. <laughs> uh, and I actually, I was calling him my Amish child. <laughs> And he's like, Mom, it's no shave November. And I thought he was just using it as an excuse not to shave because boys are lazy at that age. But he was like, I'm 36 and I'm lazy. I don't like to shave at all. So it's not just boys. Well, he read me the riot act on why he was doing it, what No Shave November was all about. So the Internet is bringing kids into more of a of an awareness of the causes that are out there. And I'm very proud to watch this happen, actually. Yeah. I think all of these challenges for a cause are are really nice to see as a, as a society, as a culture, because it does make us remember that we are human and that we have compassion, which is mm-hmm. something that separates us from the beasts. Uh, so I'm, I'm definitely giving all of these a fantabulous. And uh, I'm going to say that this is a craze and a trend. I think that No Shave November is fantabulous, and I think it's going to ultimately end up being a trend, and I don't think it's going away anytime soon. I can live with that. You have to. All right, then. (laughs) Ice Bucket Challenge, Amy. Tell us all about it. This is the best one yet. Yes. The Ice Bucket Challenge started when Pete Freights, a former Boston College baseball player, was diagnosed with ALS in 2011. So he challenged some of his friends and celebrities, including uh, NFL quarterbacks Tom Brady and Matt Ryan, to take the ice bucket challenge to strike out ALS. And they did it. And thus, a challenge was born on the Internet. And they have raised $115 million for ALS. Yeah, I remember when it first went around, uh, I was nominated to do the Ice Bucket Challenge, but I didn't have a bathroom that could capacitate me dumping a bucket of ice without having to then clean it up, even if it was in, like, the bathtub. Uh, You could have went outside. Well, I did end up pledging. I pledged $50 to the cause, and... uh, Mm -hmm. So at least I did my part. I did nominate a couple of other people, though, and uh, they all did it. It was great. And, uh, I, you know, ALS is one of those diseases that has no cure. So the more we pay attention to it, the more we can maybe find a cure for it because it is a debilitating disease. And it is so sad to see loved ones or anyone really just go through that amount of, of, of pain. 17 million YouTube videos and two years later... The effort has actually borne fruit. The scientists funded by the campaign actually found a new gene linked to the rare but devastating disease, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Now, the campaign raised a staggering $115 million in just six weeks, which is just insane. So at the end of the day, this challenge is probably, in my opinion, one of the most successful. Yes. Yes, most definitely. I would totally agree with this. I mean, I even took part in this. Did you? I'm going to tell you a funny story. I have over 3,000 followers on Twitter and over 1,000 friends on Facebook, and not one person nominated me to do the Ice Bucket Challenge. What the heck is wrong with you people? I don't know, but my kids did it. Very cool. I donated money. I didn't need to be challenged to donate. I donated. So we both donated. Both of our kids were a part of it i i think that this is most certainly the best craze that we've ever had here on the show to date 
I think so, too. Okay, so we're both saying craze, and yes, indeed, Fadtabulous is going to be the ranking. Totally. Now, this one is a little personal for me. Both my grandfathers were vets, and I do have depression that runs in my family. So this is a simple one. This is uh, filming yourself doing 22 push-ups, and the 22 push-ups represents the 22 military veterans on average that take their lives every day in the United States. Very sad. And it's not just the U.S. There are so many people throughout the world that this affects. Um, mm -hmm. It's a simple one. It, it's an important cause. So, yes, there's not much to even say about it. it it's fantabulous. It's very important. I agree. It's fantabulous. What would you classify this one as? Well, hopefully someday we can take care of our veterans in a way that we don't need challenges like this to take care of them. Yeah. So I'm going to hopefully call it a fad, and it doesn't have to go on for too much longer. All right. I, I'll agree with that one. It's a, it's a fad. Uh, I hope it becomes a trend, though, just like you said. Melta. Melta. Ah, yes, mail time. Amy, what is in the mailbag for today? Well, Blue, <laughs> <laughs> today we have a letter from Jerry from the Still Human podcast who wrote in to Fatabulous at rogueintel.com. Uh, by the way, their podcast is hilarious. I went and took a listen. If you have a chance, check it out. Uh, check out the podcast. What's the URL? It's blogtalkradio.com forward slash still human podcast. Nice. All one word. Yep. Gotta love our fellow podcasters. Yes, definitely. So Jerry writes in and says, I listened to the full first episode and I liked it. Yay, oh, yay Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. We did good. <laughs> I was wondering if it would have been cool to talk more about specifics in order to help people feel nostalgia, like specifics about the Tamagotchi, raising the little monsters, specific moments that were really cool or really annoying. Your story about your dad helping to raise them was great. I felt like just as I was starting to feel the nostalgia, your show moved on to categorizing it before moving on to the next one. Love the history and the trivia behind each fad. Really don't have much to offer other than force the nostalgia on us more. <laughs> oh, I kind of want that dinosaur fossil oil thing. Yes, ha. so do I. Well, so listeners, if we are forcing too much nostalgia down your throat moving forward, you can blame Jerry. <laughs> you do have a very good point on this one. When Amy and I decided to do the show, we figured we wanted to do a short and simple show. We didn't want to bore anybody. So we figured 30 minutes would be a good target recording time. But if you guys want more, then let us know. Fatabulous at rogantel.com. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. If you guys want more of the show, please, we, we will listen to you guys. We want what you want. So uh, thank you so much for writing in, Jerry. And uh, for all those out there that do want to check out the Still Human podcast, you can get it in the show notes at fatabulous.com. Well, now that we've gotten rid of all of the bills and catalogs and gotten all the good mail out of the way, what do you say we do some trivia, Amy? I'm going to do trivia a little bit different this week. Okay. I'm going to give you a couple of questions, and you're going to have to answer them. All right. And we'll see how you do at the end. And it's going to be all about bacon. 
bacon. Not Kevin Bacon, but like, the food bacon. Okay, like Canadian streaky bacon. Any kind of bacon. I, I like bacon. Okay, you ready? Shoot. True or false? Does bacon cure hangovers? No. Nothing cures hangovers other than time. True. What? It's true. Bacon cures hangovers. That's bull hockey. That's what the internet says. The you internet can't says believe it. It everything be you see or hear on the internet. <laughs> Nothing. Now, granted, fatty foods do suck up the alcohol in your stomach, but it's not going to cure the hangover. It's just going to lessen the symptoms. All righty. <laughs> so I am calling fallacies on that one. Well, moving um, on. <laughs> all right, moving on. Is there a bust of Kevin Bacon made of bacon? True or false? I'm going to say true because that would be just so good of an opportunity to miss up on. You are absolutely correct. Hey, that's two for two. I don't care what you say about that last one. Moving on. <laughs> true or false? Is bacon one of the oldest processed meats in history? Uh, the idea of smoking foods was a preservative method back in the ancient times, so I'm going to say smoking, yes. The Chinese began salting pork bellies as early as 1500 BC, so it is true. See? See? I'm good. I told you. Yep. Uh, true or false? Should pregnant women eat bacon? I don't see why not. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm going to say just because I, I feel you got to throw a false in there one time or another, I'm going to say false. Eh, wrong answer. There is something in bacon called choline, which is found in bacon that helps fetal brain development. Interesting. All right. So I, I, I say bacon's good anytime, but I said false for this one just to be nice to the pregnant women. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Wrong on that one out of how many? I'm not sure, but I'm not done yet. All right. What you got? So, true or false, the last one is about the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley. Oh, yeah. He loved his peanut true. butter and uh, banana and uh, bacon sandwiches. Oh, so you already know the answer of to this Of course. One. It's bacon trivia. How could I not know? His <laughs> favorite sandwich was a bacon, peanut butter, and banana sandwich. Yep. He flew a private jet at 1 a.m. to snack on Fool's Gold Loaf. It consisted of a hollowed-out loaf of Italian bread filled with a pound of bacon and two jars of peanut butter and jam. Go, Elvis. Well, he did go. <laughs> Ooh, that was bad. Yeah, he did, and you wonder why. <laughs> and we're just going to uh, end this with the fun fact that bacon cologne was created in 1920 by a Parisian butcher named John Farganay. And I would wear that. I would wear bacon cologne. Cologne. <laughs> and that's it for trivia. I hope everybody enjoyed it today. Well, thank you very much for that. And I kicked your little butt. You did. I did. So, Amy, what is trending on Rogue Intel this week? Well, this week, there is a new podcast that is on the Rogue Intel network, and it's got one of the coolest names I've heard yet. Do tell. It's called Touche El Duche. Now, the other podcast that I think has the most coolest name ever is a podcast called Monkeys Fighting Robots, which I think is hilarious. But Touche El Duche is probably up there in the top two of cool podcast names. Oh, good to know. We, we've, uh, we've tickled your funny bone there. Definitely. So I'm going to warn everybody that it is not kid-friendly. Oh, by far, no. 
but it is funny. So it, check it out. Yeah, it's it's not safe for work. It's not safe for kids. It's just uh, yeah. Listen to this on your drive to work, so you're not as outraged by the the people you have to work with. Hide in your car and close your windows when you're listening to this podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Well, thank you for that. Hey, next week on the show, we are talking about things that go bump in the night and something that sends citizens of the United States into a panic. Stay tuned for that. I've been waiting since we first started to do this next show. Kind of like this show. Exactly. Every show is one of my favorites. Well, see, you said the same thing about doing this episode. It was something that you had been wanting to do since we came up with the idea. And so I have to ask, how did you think this show went today? Yeah, I think it went great. Yeah, I enjoyed talking about all the stupidity in our world and the good causes as well. I think all the stupidity in the world is going to drive us to create even more exciting and fascinating content. Well, we hope you've all enjoyed it. Another episode of Fantabulous is in the can. You've been listening to Fadtabulous, a proud member of the Rogue Intel podcast family. Head over to Fadtabulous.com to subscribe and interact, and head over to rogueintel.com slash Amazon to support our network every time you shop. <laughs>